Today's episode of Shootcast is brought to you by Modus Operandi Brewing, based in Motorvale on Sydney's northern beaches. They're one of Australia's best craft brewers. Be sure to check the guys out in line and get your order in, or why not visit the brewery? Thank you to Modus for your support of the show. Today on the podcast, we're reviewing all the action from round seven. Some amazing results, some really good footy. Uh, looking forward to talking about all that and casting an eye to this weekend. We've got a 1v2 battle. We've also got the Northern Beaches Derby. Uh, on that note, joining me will be Daz Hawthorne. Uh, really looking forward to having a chat with Daz uh, about all the passion and energy that comes with Derby Day. Uh, Swaney will join me for the main show, though, so let's get on with it. Welcome to Shootcast. Welcome to Shootcast, our round seven wrap. Joining me once again, Andrew Swain. Swainy, how was the weekend, mate? Burjo, the sun was shining. There wasn't a breath of wind. It was probably the most magnificent weekend of the year, I have to say. Conditions were lovely to be uh, out there calling rugby. I, I've been a pretty slack fan this year, mate. I've been uh, stuck to, <laughs> stuck uh, to the uh, TV watching most matches so far. I'm blaming COVID, but um, I've also discovered Cobra Kai on the weekend, the uh, Karate Kid spin-off. Uh, highly recommend that on Netflix. I've been binging that. You know what? I actually caught sort of the last uh, probably 45 minutes of the original Karate Kid the other day on one of the movie channels, and it was it was the best 45 minutes, best way to spend 45 minutes um, in, in God knows how long I can remember, apart from being at the footy, I reckon. Mate, Elizabeth Shue, she's still a heartthrob. <laughs> she's got it going on in that movie too, doesn't she? And she's got Daniel San on a, uh, on a on a string too. She's got him wrapped around her finger, that's for sure. Well, uh, Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence are the stars of Cobra Kai, so the, the uh, dream continues, mate. Check it out. I, I, <laughs> I will. I will. It sounds like a good way to spend and uh, and escape from footy for a little while. Yeah. Now, when I was watching Cobra Kai, I did have some super rugby on. Tars, Rebels, mate, that was a cracking game. Uh, two very willing sides, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, incredible game of footy. Look, I, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Super Rugby AU is, is really good. And um, this was just another example of that. The Rebels couldn't get it done, but the Tars couldn't get a bonus point. So that means that the Rebels are still a chance of sneaking into the finals this weekend against the Force. So we're going into the final round with everything still alive, everything still to play for, for at least those two teams. It's, uh, It's great. And the Waratahs will be sitting on their backsides at home just praying and hoping. Yeah, I sort of missed that footnote going into the game about the uh, losing bonus point, and it's it's advantage Rebels, if you ask me. I mean, Marika Korobetti uh, didn't know the script, but thankfully Reese Hodge did in the in goal in that last 20 seconds. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. It was a um, – you heard Matt Tamua speaking about it afterwards. You know, that, that was a bit of playing the long game for them, so – Mm. Um, it, w- it was a great game, and yeah, it means it's all alive this weekend. You're right, Advantage Rebels, they need to beat the Force by four points, um, and they're through. If it if it goes to uh, if it, if it goes if they they win by three, um, it means it goes back to a count back on um, 
for and against first, which means if they win by three, then they're, they're tied. So then it goes to tries, and the Tars have got, I think, seven tries on the Rebels. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's <laughs> – look, I mean, win by four, that'll be the message for Dave Vessels. Um, but isn't it just absolute poetry that it's the Force who have to stop the Rebels to get into the finals? I, I just love that um, – that that little bit of drama about it, and uh, that'll be a great one on Saturday Arvo at three three o'clock, which is pretty much the same time everyone will be watching uh, a Beaches Derby too, I think. So, yeah, yeah, there's a few good games on the weekend. Would it be funny for me to say I got a little bit of a funny feeling about the uh, Forces' chance of an upset? Oh, look, I I think it's more than a funny feeling. I think they've been knocking on mm. the door the whole season. This is their last chance. Been. And uh, to do it against the Rebels, deny them a um, a spot into the finals for the first time, get, albeit a, a shortened finals format. It's it has it's it's got um, a, a bit of poetic justice written about it, I believe. So yeah, this is going to be a cracking game on Saturday, Arvo. Uh, there, there's just a smorgasbord of rugby to watch this Saturday. Mm. A few of those um, Brumbies players are starting to flex their muscles again. I mean, uh, all the talk was about Jack Maddox, and he's had a really strong uh, super rugby season, but, geez, Banks has been good the last couple of weeks, hasn't he? Yeah, and I think he's been carrying a bit of an injury, I thought I saw written somewhere, and it looks like he's shaken that off because his acceleration the other night, yeah. just able to get into a, a gap, spot a little gap, and and run into it and, and really show what he's really good at, which is, you know, fast running he's got some mm-hmm. some gas some speed so uh that was great to watch um you know that there was uh, a couple of good performances as well uh in in the back row i, I love watching uh, will miller go about his business he, he's another guy who yeah, you know he, he's, he's probably just in the wrong generation isn't he when you got guys like michael hooper around um he's he's such a uh, such a good player um and you know that that Brumbies team, they are just the, the they're the they're the highest quality team in this competition, I reckon. Yeah, I think so. What do you make of um, Rod Kafer's comments about picking? You know, if we obviously get to uh, some internationals this year, which we're all hoping for, picking purely under twenty four or twenty four year old players or less. Uh, what do you think about that sort of approach? Yeah, I think that's probably uh, look. I think when Kafe wrote that, he was probably saying, you know, it was probably a bit of a, a clickbaity sort of a headline about it. Sure. I think, I think what he is saying, though, I, the premise of it is is spot on, and that is invest in the younger guys. I, I think you still have to have, you know, your Michael Hoopers in there, um, a couple of experienced heads, but you know, like I, I think treated a bit like. You know the the Oli Ruse, for example, where they have it's it's a it's an under twenty three tournament, but you can still have a couple of you can have a, a quota of older players. I think that's all of these need to do, and I think that's what Kafe's mm. saying. Um, mm. And I think he's absolutely right. Invest in these guys now. Um, they might struggle for a couple of years, but you're peaking at World Cup times in a few years' time, and these guys know how to win. That's what the French are doing. The French are, for mine, one of the most improved international teams in the competition uh, in the world. And uh, and you saw a lot of those youngsters star last year, albeit they got knocked out in the quarterfinals. But um, it was a uh, – yeah, look, 
I think that's what Australia needs to do as well, uh, what the French are doing. Yeah, I think they've got to think outside the box. I had a bit of a heated argument with a couple of my Kiwi rugby mates and obviously they uh, firmly believe you go in 110% for every single test match. You know, the all-black jersey is sacred. Every test is important. Um, they, I think they don't like the notion of uh, the devaluing of test match rugby between World Cup periods. And teams have tried to build specifically towards World Cups and it hasn't worked. Uh, Ireland maybe more recently an example of that where maybe peaked in between them. So it's hard, isn't it? But I think you're right. It's just got to keep a balance of keeping some youth together and, and getting some results and some momentum going. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, look, I, I tend to – I definitely agree with that. I think every test match is – um, you know, the, is your, the most important test match, you know, coming up is, the, is your next one. But in saying that, you know, not everyone's New Zealand, right? New Zealand no. are one of the great nations who have experimented over the years and rested guys and, you know, they because yeah. they, they can afford to. Not every nation has the depth that they do. Um, you know, no nation has the depth that they do, I would go as far as saying. So, uh, but, yeah, it's a... Um, it is an interesting debate, and it'll be really interesting to see what Dave Rennie does when when uh, he comes time to pick his. Look, we're going to see we're going to see a heap of players. We're going to see forty six players get picked because they have to stay in a bubble because uh, that's just what has to happen. So, uh, but it'll be interesting to see that first twenty three. Um, very interesting indeed. So, oh look, it's. Hopefully we can just get some test matches played this year. That's that's what I'm hoping for. I don't care who runs out. Yeah, exactly. That's a, a very interesting point that you make, and it has a knock-on effect to Shoot Shield. Is this extended squad? It's called the Pony Squad, or the Players of National Interest. Um, we're going to see a lot of players you think um, that would be Shoot Shield eligible that are probably going to be tied up um, in national training or, or some sort of uh, uh, camp or hopefully a tournament Um you'd think for the rest of the season yeah and look every other year i'd be totally against that because i I just think warehousing players is so counterproductive but this year they have to do it because they uh, if you're outside that bubble you can't play test rugby so that's that's just it's just the reality of the situation at the moment uh and look i'd love to i'm you know, like every other bloke, I'd love to see some some wallabies running around in the shoot shield, but just this year, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's very interesting, and it's um, you know you got to think about a team like Sydney University. Uh, it may bring them right back to the pack. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Sydney University, um, Randwick's another one. Um, you know, they Eastern Suburbs as well. That they'd have a lot of tars coming back. Those three teams, uh, if it wasn't for uh, this this test bubble. So um, look, the, the, every team will get a couple back. You'd think you get a few. Um, yeah, yeah you get a few. Yeah. But it's um, you know because not every player is going to play for the Wallabies. But still, um, it, it it does. It brings those teams back to the pack and, and just makes it every game now. You know, we've just passed the halfway point. It makes every game so important now. Yeah, look, and I didn't mean to single out uni there. There's obviously going to be other sides that'll that'll you know probably lose players or lose the opportunity to get some of those guys. But it's interesting. Just on that point about World Cups and cycles and building, I recommend anyone else that's interested in uh, long term thinking to check out the Rugby Ruckus podcast with Ben Darwin. It's uh, very fascinating. Uh, ben Darwin does some really interesting stuff with gain line analytics. Have you had a listen to that one? I haven't listened to this specific one, but I've had a couple of chats to Ben Darwin over the the 
course of the last few months. And yeah, his his theories are so interesting and they make so much sense when you put them mm. all together. Um, however, I, you know, everything kind of, I think in the real world, things perfect world stuff, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, it is perfect perfect world world stuff. But you know, we have to have that kind of modeling. Sometimes you have to model in the perfect world. So look, it's it's you know, I'd encourage people to listen to it as well and make your own mind up and and create that conversation because I think also it's really important to talk about it and um, and talk about you know the way to fix the game, the way, the way forward for Australian rugby. Um, and his theory is one of, uh, I'm sure, many people, different different theories getting around. But it is, it's mega interesting, particularly for those people who are really interested in, um, in building teams, you know, whether it be in business or in, or in sport. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that type of thinking is, is very valuable across the board, I reckon. Yeah, it's very interesting. It cross-pollinates a lot, as you say. But, mate, let's jump into the action from the weekend because there was some absolute crackerjack games uh, on Saturday. Let's start off with Northern Suburbs' win over Parramatta. Um, 40-26, to 26, the Shawmen took the spoils. I thought Parramatta really sort of uh, into this game early. I think it was very tight, up about 30 minutes. Uh, Parra up 7-0, I think around the 30-minute mark. The game changed on a uh, penalty attempt uh, from Angus Sinclair that hit the sticks, bounced into one of his old mates, and uh, Cameron Clark, who's now having a run, scored in the corner, and from there, Norse just uh, took control. Yeah, look, that's the story of the two Blues season, isn't it, at the moment? They yeah. they just seem to be in the fight for half an hour or so, and then uh, in this in this instance, it, things just didn't go their way. It was the bounce of the ball, wasn't it? And that was quite an incredible uh, moment. You. Gussie Sinclair doesn't miss those. He could close his eyes and throw that over, yeah. and it it jams right into the middle of the post and uh, and fall, falls down for a player. They pop pop uh, Cam Clark over in the corner. Like it's mm. it was just incredible. Um, and and yeah, and then I thought uh, Nick Duffy um, just just looking at the you know a few of the a few of the highlights of those, that game. He looked like he had a ripper of a game, and, and I think he's one of the best halfbacks in the competition at, at getting to the breakdown quickly, and I reckon that would have just um, tired the two Blues out in the end. Um, he, he's so he's – so, his service is so quick, uh, and, and I think that would have just uh, – that was the end of the day, really, for the two Blues. He, I think he scored two tries, uh, Nick Duffy himself. So, uh, yeah, look, I feel really feel for the two Blues because they're, they're so – they're so close, aren't they? They just, they just need to put together 80 minutes, and that just doesn't happen at the moment. Yeah, your mate Maliko at the number eight had another barnstorming game for the two blues. He's a, he's a, some he's certainly a talent, but um, looking at Norse, I I really like the way they're sort of settling. I think Angus Sinclair's playing some really good footy. Um, you know, his form you know he was in and out there the last couple of years. It's not as strong as sort of his sixteen season, but he's playing the best I've seen him for a while. Um, you know, young Bury at the back, uh, Harry's brother Max looks looks like a really good talent. They've shifted uh, Reese Mao out onto one wing, who's electric. You've got Cam Clark back. Um, you've got Hugh Sinclair back in the pack. You're going to have Palmer returning from injury. I think they might be getting Pat Taffer back too. Did I read oh, that? Right, okay, yeah, that's, that's I, a good guess. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought I read that, but they seem to have a pretty good squad. So, you know, they're bubbling along well and they've got, you know, Guys that have been there and, and done it together. So, uh, Norse have got a really testing run home, though. I think they don't play uh, a team. Well, I think they only play basically top six teams for the next uh, for the next period. Yeah, which is why it was so important for them to uh, to get the 
to get the wins on the board early. Um, you know, they, I mean, they've they've won five from six, and they're sitting sixth on the ladder. Like that's, that's just how <laughs> no, close this competition is, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's crazy. And the, the top six did move ahead a little bit as a unit on the weekend. We'll, we'll discuss that, but yeah, that was basically the day's play uh, from North and Para. Uh, Manly uh, had a had a good win out at Penrith, uh, sixty four to twenty two. That's the most the Emus have conceded this year. Um, you know, sometimes hard to get a gauge when you're playing against Penrith, but um, Manly probably did play their best on the weekend. Things clicked. Um, scrum was dominant. That was basically the catalyst for the big victory. So I think Matt McGoldrick, Manly coach, is hoping uh, that might give the Marlins a bit of momentum into the derby this week. Yeah, look, one word, confidence. You, you need a win to build that confidence and, you know, getting a, a racking up 60 points, that, that certainly gives that to you. Um, you know, Tui on the wing um, played really well. A couple of tries to him, a couple of tries mm-hmm. to the fullback as well. Um, you know, at water at 10, he'd just be settling into, you know, now now actually leading that team around. So Yeah, had his best game on the weekend for sure. He's starting to maybe settle in at the saddle, as you're saying. Yeah, exactly, and so that's that's a really good result, and also Harry Emery as well um, at, at nine. Just just you know, getting that combination, that nine ten combination together, um, you know that that's so important. So yeah, look, confidence, and 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 that's one. I th- I don't know. I'm probably talking to the very right person. You know, when you're heading into a, a derby week, is that big C word the most important thing? It is. Um... Although I will say form goes out the window in the Derby. How oh, the Derby is Derby or Derby? I bloody can't get the pronunciation. Yeah. Oh, look, it's Derby. If you're talking, um, if you're talking, uh, Frio Dockers v West Coast Eagles. I know it's the Derby, mm. um, but I've only ever called it the Derby for everything else. However. It, it might be a derby as well, Marlins and Rats. Should we just mate, go with derby? I'm going to go with derby. Right, um, it's by the by, though, mate. Uh, I'm just going to say that, you know, I think confidence is important. You know, you play all those mental games before uh, the big match against the old foe. But, um, you know, uh, derby records will show that sort of, you know, it just doesn't really matter where teams are coming on the ladder. And funnily enough, we'll talk about it soon, but, both teams are in unfamiliar ter- territory towards the towards the bottom this time, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, you know, they always put on a cracking show. Uh, the crowd probably won't be as big this year as it normally is, but I'll tell you what, the, there'll be people watching on TV. They came to their senses and put it on the TV game as well, um, which is which is great. So, uh, mate, it's going to be a cracking afternoon down there at Manly Oval. Hopefully, it's it's like the last weekend we saw. Always is. Well, let's talk about uh, Manly's opponents uh, on Saturday, the Rats, who you're talking about confidence. They would have had a little bit of that knocked out of them after succumbing to an incredible um, after-the-bell try against the Rebels, and that's the second time the Rebels have done this this year. You've got to tip your hat off to them. Mate, I was calling this game with Robbie Feldman, and it was, it was a cracking afternoon. Like, there's just no two ways about it. Had a great burger up there at Rat Park. Um, you know, everyone was offering us beers before the game, and I was like, no, I'll wait until after. I should have taken them before because <laughs> they weren't really forthcoming after, apart from uh, Birchie. Thanks. Shout out to you, Birchie, for, for bringing us one after. Um, but, yeah, look, the Rats got out to a 19-3 lead. Um, and you know they just looked, you know, in, impregnable, really. At the, in ben Marr was on fire, wasn't he? Had a great game. 
had an three absolute cracking game. Uh, three tries. Um, you know, was was just really hard to, to get a, a shoulder on. He's he's got that kind mm. of you know, we've spoken about it, that loping running style. Um, it's a bit and, Steve Larkham-esque, a bit of that ghosting style, you know. He just takes the line on and he's through occasionally. Yeah, exactly right. And you've got Woollett out there as well on the on the wing who, you know, they combine so beautifully, the, the back three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But then it was it – was, it was a really weird start to the second half. The um, Souths came out and scored uh, four tries – um, you know, split by one try from Sammy Ward, um, and then they they scored another try and, and went ahead. And then the last ten minutes was just crazy. Um, yeah, yeah crazy. it really was. So Mungo Mason scored a try that was we had to award the Orchard Hotel um, try of the week in the in the, that game because they're they're a new sponsor that's come on board. And yep. so I think the last five tries. We, we kept saying, "Oh, that's probably the Orchard Hotel try of the week," and then and then a, another one would come. It was better. So Mungo Mason scores the try off the little sort of check side um, dink over the top from Josh Holmes. Run steams onto it and scores, and we thought that's the try of the week. And then yeah. Ben Maher scores what we thought was the match winner from an absolutely scored. You know, touched the ball twice in the in the movement. Um, and, and we were like, incredible, incredible, what a try. That's the Orchard Hotel try of the week. And then um, Billy Latu has the last laugh. It was, you know, I felt I felt a bit bad for um, uh, Sammy Ward. He got the ball stripped off him and then South did so well to hold on to it. I actually said just before the kickoff after Ben Mask, uh, yeah, scored, I said, oh, don't I write off any other team, but don't write off Souths. I've seen them do this so many times, and mm. sure enough, it it happened. Uh, great try in the corner, and uh, that was the try of the week. It won them the game, and they went absolutely nuts on the bench. Um, it was it was just a great game, great game to be part of. Um, you know, I've really felt for the Rats because they'd done everything in their powers to win that game, and it still didn't happen. Yeah, I caught um, a lot of this game and, and it was an amazing match. Uh, you're right, Wardy will just be spitting chips all week, which is probably not a good thing for Manly fans. He'll be seething. Not, no, tight, no tight forward likes having the ball clean stripped, let alone the captain in the dying stage of the game for the to score or the next play. He must be just uh, in the world of hurt, but look, he'll live. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just that's just footy. But, um, yeah, you're right, Souths. Um, they, they look really well organised, I have to say. They move the ball very well. I know Loudon's obviously uh, a very good coach and the skill set seems good. Kagiasis is – he's coming up to Vailano for me. Like, he's just on fire most most weeks, isn't he? Yeah, scored a hat-trick. Um, you know, he just knows when to inject 26 himself. 26 points. Yeah, to, exactly. And knows when to inject himself. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's a hard guy to bring down. He's um, – you know, he can, he can step in there at first receiver whenever you want him to. Um, he's played playmaker. He's, he's played 10. He's played 15. He's, he was on the wing on the weekend. Uh, yeah, just just brilliant. I really I really like the look of, um, you know, their two centres as well. Latu and Lawson uh, were were on fire on the weekend. Latu obviously scoring the, the match winner. And then, mate, their front row, having Andrew Tuala back, who's a hooker, um, mm. Played a loose head with Joe Cotton and Tim Metcher. That's an all Super Rugby front row, and um, you know there was one. I think uh, Rats actually did pretty well to their credit uh, at, at 
um, nullifying this. There was one tight head though, and you thought you know that they're ominous signs. So, oh, just a just a cracking game. And you're right, um, Souths. You know they're really building into this season well. They're building into this season. I think they're going to be a force for a couple of seasons because it's a very young side, and uh, I think uh, Todd Loudon's a man with a plan. So uh, good things happening um, with the Rebels. Um, West Harbour Gordon was an interesting match, very tight um, for large large periods. Um, I think the Pirates are starting to click into some form after their win against the Marlins last week. Gordon uh, were good enough to get it done. Um, there's maybe some suggestions that Gordon uh, are, are sort of coasting a little bit at the moment. It, it's hard to keep momentum though when you when you're sort of uh, flying high. Um, so maybe a bit of maybe a bit of a dip, um, but I suspect they'll be back on form for the big game against Ramrick this week. But uh, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, it was, again, just just um, flicking through the game, uh, I, I thought you're right. Like Gordon, um, you know, big Jack margin. They're tight five. I thought played particularly well. Yeah, um, they did. You know, Vailanu, You know, again as our Ken uh, Catchpole leader uh, in that respect, but. Yeah, big Jack Margin um, scored two tries for them. Uh, you know they kept it tight for most of their points, uh, which is a yeah. bit unusual. We've normally sort of seen them, uh, you know, their backs rack up big scores. But um, mate, West Harbour, like again, I think we mentioned him last week. Their their fly half Pellegrini scored another great try. Ripper um, try that one. Yeah, yeah it was. Really wasn't nice. it? That's yeah. probably try of the week for me, actually, out of all those other tries. Um, it was yeah, a, it was classy. Yeah, yeah. so uh, sounds like you know he's he's getting uh, he's leading them around pretty well. Yeah, no, it was it was interesting. I, I think um, you know just watching the game, West had had their moments, but um, Gordon, as I said, just just a bit too polished. And uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. Another interesting stat about the Stags, and we know they're very, very good. Um, I know DC hates us talking him up, but he makes a valid point. They are yet to play anyone in the top six. Yeah, still. I know. It's crazy. The season. Yeah. They haven't played Ramwick, haven't played Uni, haven't played South, haven't played Eastwood, and haven't played Norse. That's it's amazing. I mean, look, it's not Gordon's fault, but um, you know, that'll end this week when they play Ramwick, which is which is gonna be an awesome match. But um yeah, they're still flying high. Um, another match that caught the eye and probably least discussed, the Wildfires were giving East a real good game um, on the weekend up in Hunter. Yeah, I, I couldn't find. I couldn't. I, I sort of even jumped on Bar TV and, um, and and I couldn't find where to watch this game. But just looking at the score, yeah, it looks like a cracking game. Um, Mate, I got nothing to. Yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've seen. I've seen no footage. I should have put a, Paul, uh, a call in a Paulie or, or Bubba to get the result of that one or what actually transpired, but there's no footage. I, uh, I, I went looking for it. There was there was highlights of the women's game. There was highlights of Colts in second grade, but there was no highlights of first grade. I don't know what's going on there, but um, just looking at the score sheet, you know, Boussarau, Manu um, scoring tries for the Wildfire uh, as well as Ngeo. So that's, you know, they're, they're back. They're back three. Um, mm. Manu played in the in the centres, but um, yeah, look, and, and they're going to uh, get someone soon, mate. That sports ground's going to be uh, it's going to it's going to claim a scalp, I reckon, by the time the season's out. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And you know, I, I reckon their their best players just were having watched them a couple of weeks ago. Manu, um, I thought played particularly well when he came on. Uh, against Norse a couple of weeks back, and you know Booster out. He's a quality player. We've seen him play NRC before. 
and uh, Gio uh, was was a handful. So yeah, look, they they will get someone. They'll definitely get someone. It'll be a a big party. I reckon the boat race will be a beauty when when that happens too. Good on them. And the match of the round at Coogee, uh was pretty special. Uh, Woody's overcoming Ramick 43-41. to 41. Um, Ramick will lament a few opportunities and didn't quite have their kicking boots on. They scored more tries than Eastwood, but um, everyone that was watching that game live on Saturday thought it was absolutely brilliant. So great advertisement for the comp. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, another another great game. Uh, you know, I was at I was at Rat Park with with that cracking game, but this one, an absolute belter. How how good was the try from uh, Brooklyn Hardacre, the the winger, the little oh. cross kick into his hands? I tell you what, though, the finish was the disgusting. Dive. Was disgusting. <laughs> Mate, it was um, it was pretty ordinary. <laughs> Look, I wouldn't ever classify myself as a, a good diving try scorer, but that was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was pretty ordinary, but um, huge win for the Woodies there. They're, they're well entrenched in the top six now. Benny Batcher's got to be loving where he's, uh, his squad's at and the result on the weekend. Yeah, that's right. As you said, that, that top six is starting to, to pull away from the rest of the comp now. And, um, yeah, uh, look, to, to go down to Coogee, and uh, and come away with a victory. Or, or that was the match of the round. Um, glad it was the TV game, uh, and, and what a result for the Woodies. Yeah, looking at that uh, top six, the gap from uh, Northern Suburbs in sixth place, 24 to East at 17. East have got a game in hand on the other two chases, Ringer and Manly, um, who wouldn't have liked the results on the weekend. Um, but looking ahead to uh, Saturday, got some... Um, more terrific fixtures. We got uh, Northern Suburbs up against Eastwood. Yep. Um, that should be that should be a classic game. Uh, I'm not sure where that's at. Where are Norse having their games right now? They're, uh, they're, they're moving up to Pittwater now. Yeah, they're moving to Rat Park now for the next couple of weeks, I think. So um, yeah, get get down there. That that's a uh, that'll be a very interesting uh, vibe, I reckon, around a North home game. Yeah, uh, Western Sydney taking on Penrith. So uh, one of the Western sides are going to uh, to going to get a W up, you'd think, unless we get a draw. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> I've just uh, jinxed it, haven't I? Oh, look, uh, it'll be good. Oh, oh you know what? Um, I'm a big two Blues fan. I'd love to see Penrith get a victory, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, and now this is going to be live on Clutch, I believe. Oh, great! That's that's uh, five great o'clock. Five o'clock. So first live stream. Clutch has been an amazing addition this year. I'm absolutely loving the app. Uh, really cool. And um, they're just, just running a really slick operation. So good on them for getting this game up and running. So after you watch your uh, three o'clock game, you can roll into a five o'clock and then into some super rugby. How good's that? Oh, it's a cracking afternoon of footy. You've got uh, the derby. You've got – or the derby, sorry. Sorry, derby. Um, you've got <laughs> that. You've got South as well over in New Zealand. You've got Reds, Brumbies, and you've got Force Rebels. It's um, If you're a rugby fan this Saturday, you are not leaving your couch. Mate, I haven't finished these fixtures. Look at this. We've got um, Ramick and Gordon. Now, they're probably a little bit shirty that they're not the TV game. Oh, um, have to be. Have to be, and look. Yeah, and I can any, any other week. One v two, it's top of the table. Yeah, yeah. Any other week, it would be. I mean, you look at 
Ranwick and Gordon as well. Like these guys are two genuine premiership contenders. Um, you yeah. know, rediscovering the you know battles of the early nineties between these two teams. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I I think that's a uh, that's a bit a bit stiff, but hey, you can still catch it all on clutch as well. That's exactly right. You've got. Um... Other great games here, South against East. That's East are going to really, um, you know, going to really need to get a win up there. You'd think uh, down at Foreshore, South riding high after another win. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know that if they can, if they can consolidate, they sort of they beat Uni a couple of weeks back, then uh, then lost the, the the week after to Randwick. Um, if they can consolidate a win, string a couple together, that that really cements them in that top six. Uni and West Harbour, another interesting one. Uh, Uni coming off the bye, so they'll be nice and fresh. Uh, Pirates uh, looking to to improve a little more again. And then, yes, the big one, the Desperation Derby, we're calling this uh, on the beaches, because uh, both sides are literally on death row. Um, So, God, I I couldn't call it, mate. I don't know which way it's going to go, and form can be irrelevant. Marlon's had a, a... Good win up against uh, the Emus in the weekend. Rats will be disappointed after the South game, but they'll be desperate. So uh, who knows which way uh, the Derby will go on the weekend. I have no idea if they're playing for the Mounties Cup or the Bayfield Cup or both or or whatnot. But, mate, on the beaches, if you can't win the grand final, bragging rights are the next best thing. Yeah, absolutely. Talk me through being in the sheds just before you run out for a game against the Rats, Burjo, you've been there, you've done it yourself. Uh, what is what is that feeling like uh, just before you run out in the sheds? Well, look, mate, I haven't been in many first grade sheds before the uh, the big game, but I I have come off the bench a couple of times uh, in in the Premier fixture. But look, it even in matter the, about the Premier but, fixture, mate, like just just in no, just it doesn't, in it doesn't. And and then you know what? There's probably it's arguably more magic in the lower grades because. You are generally from Manly, you're generally from Moringa, and you've generally played against a lot of these guys in your junior rugby. Um, so, yeah, it, it, look, look in, your, in, your, in your early days of your career, it's a real buzz and it's such a festival of a day. Um, you know, you just want to get that win and you are absolutely just devastated um, if you lose and you're euphoric if you win and, you know, all, all the whole peninsula, you know, unfortunately this year it's not going to be the same, but the whole peninsula gets together. Um, so many ties in the community, so many people that, that sort of interact and know each other and, you know, one's a Marlin fan, one's a Rat fan, and it's it's just a great a great day. And, uh, look, long may it continue. And I think on the weekend it's going to be a nice touch. Uh, you've got two young coaches, um, Mike Riven and Matt McGoldrick, who both bleed green and both bleed uh, blue and red and, um, you know, they're, they're trying to – I think they're, I think they're both in a little bit of a, a rebuild and, and, you know, picking some local guys. So it's going to have a real a real good vibe um, in that respect. So, yeah, it'll be a great day and uh, may the best team win. Yeah, and everyone can poke fun at the guys who've played for both clubs. That's correct, mate. Now, I'm going to love you and leave you because, you know, I, I did do a little bit more of a preview on this and uh, I had a quick chat with Daz Hawthorne before you jumped on, so I'm going to throw to that. But, mate, where are you watching the footy on the weekend? I'll be calling Rebels v Force on the weekend, so that's the that's a real big one and uh, looking forward to that. But then I'm sure I'll be settling in uh, on the couch afterwards and via every device that I own be watching about five other games of footy as well. Mate, have a great call. I appreciate you jumping on. We'll catch you next week.
Thanks, Burjo. I've been mulling over who to uh, talk to this week with the Derby. So many people I could go to, uh, but who better to check the temperature uh, of the Ringer Rugby Club than the walking barometer of the Rats himself, Daz Hawthorne. Daz, how are you, mate? Oh, <laughs> mate, I'm fantastic. I'm always good Derby week. What a what a great build-up it is already. I mean, you know, the COVID thing holds us up with the amount of people we can have, but it doesn't slow down what this day means. It's just fantastic. I get so excited this week, mate. It's unbelievable. I know you get excited, mate. Now, uh, I heard you dodged a bullet already because you had a little wager with uh, Manly, injured Manly fly half Sam Lane that you were going to come wearing a Marlins jersey if the Rats hadn't won a game for the last few weeks, but they, 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 they've hung in there. Mate, mate, yeah, we've been we've been on and off a bit hot and cold, but Sammy's got that bet wrong, mate. The bet was that the loser dons the other's jersey for a photo op at the end. So, mate, I hope he's still sticking to that because I'm going to make him do it. <laughs> Beautiful, mate. So you have got yourself a ticket, mate. I managed to score a couple of tickets, yeah. So I won't have to uh, go back to my roots of knowing every way to sneak into Manly Oval that's possible. I know a thousand ways into that joint. I, I was hoping I didn't have to use them. I can come in the front gate now. Yeah, I know. I know it's not your favourite ground to visit in the world, but you do enjoy it after a good win, don't you? Mate, I've, I've got such great memories of Manly Oval. Always have it. I grew up on that Oval. I played footy there every afternoon as a kid with the Reba boys. So, um, yeah, and then Manly's—I'm very proud to say—I was the Blues back then, longest serving ball boy. I've got a great connection with the club, mate. Always have, and uh, you know, geography got me in the end. I ended up out at Rat Park, but uh, because my boys played for the Narrabeen Tigers and. Uh, Bought a house at Narrabeen and um, and just been taken in there like, you know, you know these sort of clubs. The Rats and Marlins are very similar when the – you know what it's like, mate. The club's built on its people and um, there's some fantastic people. I've got lifelong friends at the Marlins and same at the Rats. Yeah, I know of your uh, famous manly lineage, mate. You're one of our great ball boys. You grew up in Eustace Street, only a stone's, stone's throw from the Oval and, as you said, hang out with the Reavers. Um, but certainly well embedded in the uh, in, in the Manly Club. And you've enjoyed some great years up at Ringer. It's been pretty special as a Rats fan the last few years, hasn't it? Mate, it's been a bit of a golden period for us. Yeah, we've enjoyed some good success. And um, it's been built up for a long time, you know. Everyone down at the club's worked so hard. And, and you know, Holmes, he, you know, Luke Holmes did such a great job building up the community feel, mate, and getting the – you know what the tribalism's like. You got the same thing down at the Marlins, and it's just, um, you know, we become more of a family, a rugby family, than we. I don't use the word club much down there. It's a real, it's a real rugby family, and I'm I'm proud to be associated with the place, mate. It's just, um, it's my winter family every year, and uh, I can't wait to get down there every Saturday, and I even show my face at training some nights, and um, just love the place, mate. Love it. Yeah, look, from the outside looking in, I mean, the rise of the hillbilly's been something that's been quite special uh, for the Rats and obviously uh, a few people involved with that uh, transition, but it wasn't really like coming to Manly Over was a big thing and the lower grade larrikins and Manly had a bit of an identity and, and a, a, a bit of a fear factor maybe for the early ringer sides, but, you know, since the hillbillies started to pick up, uh, Rat Park's become a cauldron and, uh, mate, you guys haven't looked back, have you? Mate, well, the Hillbillies, we, we, there was a core group of us, and the, but Toddy Marks and um, Matty Chapman and um, and Jimmy Morrison, we were all sitting there drinking every Saturday anyway, out on the hill having a beer, and and um, they said, we need to get ourselves organised and do something to, you know, form some sort of group, and they, they started it, mate, and they just put me as, I'm just a designated lunatic, they just put me up front to, to talk to people and do stuff, so I love the sound of my own voice, so you better shut me up sooner or later. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, that's all right, mate. We'll keep going here. Now, what is what does Derby Day look like for you heading down to Manly, mate? How does it start? And uh, you know, is it a bit of a pub crawl down from up north, or or what's the go? That's absolutely what happens, mate. We gather at the front of Rat Park there, the boys, and then we'll uh, we'll make our way into Manly, and usually on a bus, some sort of bus, and then we'll. It's usually the stain we start off at because, you know, I've got a great connection with that pub as well. Grew up in there, had my first beer in that place. So we usually have lunch there and a few beers and then um, we wander up to the Oval. And, um, yeah, I've got to find myself a milk crate on the way because I have a bit of trouble seeing on that far side, the tennis court side. It's little short blokes like me need a milk crate, mate, but I love the day. It's fantastic. I've always given Hilly, my mate Adam Hill, I've been giving him a hard time for years about the the uh, the warm – the warm beers and the cold pies. I love – the banter's fantastic, mate. That's what part of the day, it just makes it so good. You know, what we have between the clubs is just, you know, and the blokes have played at both places or players have gone here and gone there. It's just fantastic. It's – um, it's a, it's a, I look forward to it more than anything, you know, and what I was saying before was um, what's been built up by the clubs is one of the greatest rivalries now in Australian sport, I think. It's just fantastic and it's just getting better and better. And um, even though COVID's stopping the number of people we can have, like I said, it, it's not going to stop what the day means to everybody. You know, it's just fantastic. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. It's a, it is a real rivalry, and um, it has been building up for the last you know number of years. Obviously, been going for a long, long time, but it's had its better times, and it's had a really, really strong period lately. You will enjoy the COVID experience at Manly Oval a little better because you will uh, be less claustrophobic, and you'll get a, a good, good, a good, good view of the game, but. Mate, I have to say, as a Manly fan, the Derby days haven't been too much fun. Rats have had the running for the last few years. The boys, uh, you think they're confident coming in the weekend? Obviously, both sides had some pretty indifferent form so far, haven't they? It's a bit of a desperation derby, you'd say. Mate, it's a big day. It is a big game. Yeah, we've yeah, we've got you the last three times. But, um, that you know, on the day, mm. what, what the form is coming in, sometimes you know what it's like, mate, sometimes it means nothing. It, it just means that Derby day is a different day. And, you know, you can be playing well or not playing well, but... It's a different beast, Derby Day, and um, anything can happen. The boys are, you know, we're always confident we can come down here and beat you. But, um, you know, but there again, yeah. we never, yeah, we never know what's going to happen, mate. I'm just, I, I think we'll beat you, but you know, that's, and then I think you'll probably say the opposite. But that's the way it is, and I love it. Yeah, I have to say, you broke the ice there in 2017, first win in 10 years, and it's looked a little bit more easier the last few seasons. So I'm sort of hoping that the title turn last year really stung hard, uh, I have to say. I was very, very cranky pres- very cranky president for a, for a couple of weeks <laughs> after that one, after uh, uh, Josh, Josh Holmes scored the winner from Manly. 21 zip up, uh, the big comeback. Uh, oh, mate. mate, it didn't fit well with me at all. No. One, but I know you had a lovely day. Now, will the, will the hillbilly, hillbilly Hucker come out? You got enough Dutch courage, enough four pints pale ales under your belt to get that one out later on if if, if the rats are victorious? Or mate, have mate, you tempered we, your ways somewhat? No, no, if we get up, no, there'll definitely be a hillbilly Harker and it will be in front of the. Uh, well, well, mate. Jokingly, we like to call it the mound on the corner there because I think you guys see it as sort of a hill, but I call it the mound. So, yeah, I love going up and yep, taking okay. some Colts boys over with me and doing the harker, but that'll happen for sure. Beautiful, mate. Well, I look forward to it. Looking forward to uh, seeing you at the game, mate. You've been uh, you've been a great ornament of the shoot shield with all your passion and your beautiful flannel and your green beard. So we're looking forward to, uh, to a bit of Daz in our lives on Saturday, and, and hopefully I'll grab a grab a beer with you after the match. 
Mate, I really look forward to it. And, um, yeah, I'll be greened up and I, I can't wait. I get so excited. And, you know, go the Derby and go the Raddies. Good to talk to you, mate. Get some sleep, Daz. <laughs> See you, mate. Bye.